to sing. I wanted to start it off strong with this Kid Rock song, but I can't remember the lyrics to it. It's the one that goes, "There's not too much time and the dinner." You know that one? No. The, the real sad one he had. You know. That? <laughs> Uh, is sad one. The one with like Cheryl Crow? No, I've spent. I spent too much time doing too much wine. Some bullshit like that. Uh, my favorite Kid Rock lyric is is as follows: uh, I'm a pimp. You can check my stats. Rolling to Fleetwood. That's how I mac. He's a poet, man. He is, isn't he? He really is. You know, he's right up there with other people of his caliber. Chaucer, Shakespeare. Chaucer, Shakespeare. Ball with the boss. That sort of shit. What's up? Welcome to episode 28, Kid Rocky Up and Down the Block. <laughs> I'm J-Ho, and this is Groove. Oh, frontman Groove, behind the scenes, J-Ho. No, frontman me. Everybody agrees that I have the better radio voice. Everybody agrees that they'd rather have me than they would have you. No. That's With not all true. this talk about the late night shakeups, we were talking about how great it would be if I had my own talk show and uh, Joey, uh, I had was my my, Joey was my Andy Richter. No. I was the I was seeing I would be the Conan O'Brien and you, you would be the Andy Richter. You wouldn't be though. That's the thing. It'd be I'm, two I'm the tall it'd one. Be, There'd be two desks on the stage. We'd make make each guest come on and sit sit uncomfortably in the middle. I would have better guests on my side of the show. You wouldn't have better. I'd have better jokes on my side of the show. You'd be by yourself over there. I'd be a better interviewer. I'm every person that comes on and guests on this show. We're gonna. I'd do better interviewing them than you do. When have you interviewed any of our guests? You have not. Every single one. Every single one. Only when we even had anything approaching was Mitchell and I interviewed him. No, I ask great follow-up questions because I'm actually listening. You do not. I do, too. It's true. Go back. Check my stats. <laughs> yeah, you rolling a Fleetwood? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out next week um, or later this week. Um, the, tonight is Monday night, episode 28, and uh, on Friday we'll be, we will be recording with a guest uh, – to get you hyped up, our, our next episode is going to be women's issues. Yeah, we're going to have a real live woman on the show. We're going to have a woman. So if you got any questions you want to ask a real live woman, listeners, send us uh, send us the questions. Zell. Clay and Zell. The and, only other listener. And Santero. Santero's definitely got questions. Yeah. But those questions will be emailed to us and... Thoroughly ignored because they will probably be inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to sell you out like that, Santero. You might have the best questions of all. Feel free to email us at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Send us any questions you may have that you want a, a woman to answer. <laughs> uh, that was nice and condescending. <laughs> no, we were just real condescending there. We're trying to do something, all right, for people. By the way, Delaney has said that uh, over these past couple episodes, they started listening to you know, the, over the past couple episodes, that you have begun to get more and more sexist with comments like "put a bag over Fergie's head." I, I that that goes for anybody, you know. I, that that's not sexist, <laughs> you know. Oh, 
It's one of those points that Delaney makes, but he really only has one example. So well, uh, yeah, well, you know, um, you guys are getting, uh, Joey's getting a little more uh, sexist. Uh, I love women. Women are dirty. How could I be a sexist? My mom's one. <laughs> How could I hate women? My mom's one. Hate women. Uh, women are dirty. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're just as filthy as men. <laughs> If you don't know where that's coming from, you should probably watch The Office. Yeah, the, the British Office. You need to check it out. It's only it's only two seasons and a special, and watch it. That's where that comes from. Funny. We are not sexist. No, we are not. We've had meetings where I, I say I hate sexism. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we just sit down and write a list of things that we don't like, that we're not going <laughs> to put up with on this show. Sexism, racism. So, uh, episode 28... What is it called? Kid Rock, you up and down the block. That's what. That's you thought that was a good idea at the time. Well, I was I was on a Kid Rock kick, you know. Number one fan this week. Number one fan, and it pains me to do this, but uh, <laughs> is our somewhat friend Lopo. <laughs> Lopo plays video games with us. Uh, now, Lopo's my oldest friend. From meaning you've grade. had you've had him in your life more than any of your other friends. Exactly. He's not old, like he's not like eighty years old or anything. He's he my, he my he's your old friend. Oh, the semantics coming in. Yeah, the um, we 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 met in third grade. We we sat the desks in third grade were um, grouped up into fours, so there were four kids at each section, and it was me and him and this kid named Logan Finkelstein. <laughs> Who was the most annoying kid ever? But it's third grade, and so you, the proximity means that that's what creates friends, you know. Yeah. And um, and so we were friends with Logan Finkelstein for most of third, fourth, and fifth grade, even though we didn't really like him. What did he finally do to push you over the top? Uh, well, he had this real nasally, whiny voice, and he complained about everything. And uh, I think it just finally, Lopo, by fifth grade, had really s- started to grow into himself, which is this super dry uh, and and um, and just not really, you know, concerned with how you're going to take his statement. He's going to make his statement. And um, and it's going to be funny, you know, if you can pull your scope out a little bit and, and see it for what it is, which is really just Lopo getting a rise out of you. I mean, if you can't deal with somebody... Uh, poking at you, then you're probably not going to be able to hang out with Lopo. And Logan Finkelstein could not do that. He um, he didn't understand that that's how Lopo shows his affection. Lopo's a real bastard sometimes, you know. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that he and I have something in common. You're you both know? real bastards. <laughs> we can both be real harsh and, and you know, Uh-oh. misunderstood. That's how we're both misunderstood. <laughs> Uh, Lobo is the only other friend I had that got uh, shipped off to boarding school, and um, so, so we both. I didn't know got, that. Yeah, he, he got shipped off too, and um, he stayed. He didn't get kicked out. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, he's he's a bit of a globetrotter. Hailing from Wisconsin, growing up in uh, East Tennessee, going to boarding school in high school, then going to New Orleans for college. Um, all through the through the Katrina disaster, went back to New Orleans to finish up school, and uh, now he lives in Florida. So his mom is great. His mom every now and again apparently listens to the show. Kathy, 
Love Kathy. Great mom. We we grew up at having sleepovers at Lopo's house. That's where I saw Akira the first time and Ghost in the Shell. And um, Lopo would terrorize us. Those of us who would go over to his house, all the lights in the house would be out. And he would get a blanket over his body and chase us around the house. But it was so dark in the house. We didn't know where we were going. And he did. And That's kind of weird. <laughs> well, you know, it's the games you play when you're young. I never played that. It's um, not charged. We should maybe we should have given his mom number one fan then, not wasted well, we, it on we, him. We, I don't know if she still listens or not. Yeah. Uh, we'll, Lip, we'll get with Lip and find Lip out. Lip a big Star Wars nerd too, and I am as well. So yeah, it's true. He gets every Christmas. He gets a new Lego Legos uh, Star Wars set of some type. This year he got something from the Phantom Menace, I believe. Ooh, that yes. Yeah, well, he's got every single thing from the. He's got like the millennium stuff. Yeah, he's got all that stuff, man. You want to you want to envy somebody's Lego connect collection. It's his. <laughs> uh number one hater this week and we don't really need to even describe why is Pat Robertson. Mhm. You know Pat Robertson. Shame on you. Number Shame one. on. You know he tried to backtrack on that? Oh, I'm sure he did. He tried to say he thought they were talking about Hades. Oh, okay. But if you That's find up, if you watch the video of what he said, there's absolutely no way you could have thought that he thought they were talking about Hades. He was thinking that the Greek gods were real and still alive, <laughs> a, and he was talking about them. So, old fucking number one hater, Pat hey, Rob, this, get the since, fuck out of here. Since everybody else is doing this, and we probably should too. Uh, go to the Red Cross. You know, go to redcross.org and donate to the the Haiti Relief Fund. Well, this is actually what I was going to talk about in my Not the Hype. I wasn't going to try to be all overwrought about it or anything. Because well, we, we don't need to say more about it right now. Well, we I, will, it I do want to say, though, but. because there's this person, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Alana Scheich or something. Um, I posted it on Twitter. It's Nobody Wants Your Old Shoes, How Not to Help in Haiti. Um, saying don't donate goods, don't go to Haiti, and don't, don't ignore rebuilding. Basically, send money. Mm-hmm. through the right channels and don't send clothes you know don't send goods because they don't really get there they more hinder than help and um right because they got to pay to get them there and shit so after yeah and you know they clog ports overwhelm military transport etc cetera, etc cetera. so um so send money yeah and um and one part of what was not the hype was like bogus haiti fundraising things well, you know who else could be number one hater is a uh, wife of John. Yeah. You read that? Did I send you that? I read that. Yeah, I think I found it on my own before. So everybody knows that Wyclef John is Haitian, uh, yeah. Wyclef from the Fuji's fame and Cello fame, uh, yeah. and he's had a, a Haiti, you know, a, 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 a Haiti charity, you know, relief for Haiti charity for years and years. Well, apparently, it is a relief for Haitians. He just didn't say which Haitians because. <laughs> well. It, the, the relief is much of it is going to himself. Yeah. Um, he charged a hundred thousand dollars for an appearance at his own charity fundraiser, which he said was substantially below market value. Right, which is a good deal, you know. But he can't get. <laughs> no, it's a, not. What a market value? For no, no, no. I'm saying that's what to come that's to your what, birthday party is about the same as getting the black eyed peas to come to your birthday party. That's why I was being facetious there. I was like, that's him saying, oh, yeah, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. You pay a hundred for me, a hundred grand for me, right? Mm-hmm. At his own charity. 
I could see it if he was performing for somebody else's charity, and he was like, you know what, I usually charge X amount, I'll charge this amount, but he couldn't give up his Friday night one one week for his own charity. And then also, like, the the donations go to construction companies that he's on the board of. In, in Haiti that he's on the board for that presumably probably have bad conditions for workers and all sorts of... It's just a mess, and shame on Wyclef for that. Shame on you, Wyclef. Shame, I but, really like the carnival. Yeah, well, on a serious note, though, you know, go to. We're not going to be too heavy-handed about it, but there is the, the the cell phone thing, which everybody who's on Twitter or whatever you've seen what the number is. Just text I did it. Haiti to nine zero nine nine, right? Or nine zero nine nine nine. Yeah, nine zero nine nine. No, I think it's nine zero nine nine nine. Just go to redcross.org and figure that stuff out. And go. you can only do the text message three times, though. Yeah, well, it's ten bucks. It's nine zero nine nine nine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which apparently Wyclef has registered nine 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 nine, which goes directly <laughs> into his bank account. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> it's true, but. but yeah. Did he really? You're just making a joke. No, I'm right? just making that up. Okay, yeah. thank God. <laughs> I wouldn't put him past him though, you know, since he's. Oh, well, we've pwned him enough, but Mm -hmm. seriously, donate to that cause, because those people are going through a rough time down there. We have it really good here uh, in America compared to them, so. Um, Moving on, we, uh, what we got next? I'm I'm, going to hand it over to you for a second, won't you? Well, we got, um, basically, all all we're really going to talk about this week is the Golden Globes. We're going to have another episode on Friday. And um, so if you want to have us going back to uh, regular stuff, whatever, we're going to talk a little bit about the Golden Globes that happened. And, and, and this is an idea that we brought up while we were watching last night. Whenever Jig and I watch a, an award show together, uh, most of it is for schadenfreude, obviously. And we like to make fun of people that are getting these awards, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> And we did this last year at the Academy Awards where – uh, we texted each other, or we on GChat, and we picked the winners before they were called out. And we kept a record of who picked more winners. And Jigga won last year. I think it was only by one point, though, right? We've I mean, done this like three years in a row, I think. Or two years some, at least. Something, something to the effect yeah. of that. I think we, what we were doing, we were doing that with the, uh, <laughs> we were doing that with the debates, the political debates <laughs> in the Academy <laughs> Awards. But, um, so what, <clears throat> what we're entertaining the idea of doing is doing a live podcast and um our science guy grizzles has mentioned something where you can do a live podcast and people can sign into it and listen or watch in real time and we're thinking about doing that in conjunction with the academy awards so you could watch this podcast and see who's going to be winning the we'll say the second annual I only like their old stuff, uh, Academy Award competition here. Yeah. Well, and but, if we can't do the podcasting thing, we're at least going to live blog it. So. Yeah. Uh, and that may be the easier option. I don't know. We've got to look into this, but we'll have a we'll have a feed for that that you can go to the live blog and check out our comments and. Um, Some along those lines. So if you think you would be interested, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't watch the Academy Awards. I know even less. You know, I mean, the. Hollywood Foreign Press Association is probably the most disrespected group of uh, journalists in the world. Um, so I can't imagine too many people watched the Golden Globes last night. However, more people watch the Academy Awards. And maybe if your favorite podcasters, Jigga and Groove, are watching the Academy Awards and making fun of people, you'd enjoy it. 
Uh, it may be something to do on a whatever night of the week it is at the Academy Awards. Sunday are night, man. Sunday night? Yeah. Well, email us and let us know if you'd be interested in that. And if we get enough people emailing us to do that, then we'll we'll go through the process of figuring out how to do that. If we don't get any emails about it, we'll probably just live blog it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so the Academy Awards, I think the theme this year was, uh, no, for the Golden Globes. We watched the Golden yeah. Globes last night. The theme this year was uh, Golden Globes. And in Golden Globes, I mean boobs. What you really mean is Mariah Carey's boobs. Well, not just Mariah Carey's boobs. Everybody had their boobs out. Not everybody. Even Helen no. Mirren had her boobs out. And she's Hel- like eight Helen years Mirren's old. been having her boobs out since 1995, bro. She's got boobs and she's not scared of them. Well, they were all. Everybody was. They were hanging out more so this year. Everybody. No. Was, no a. No, they weren't. Revisionist yes, they were. History. Revisionist history. B. Only two people had their boobs out. No, it was more than Mariah that. Mariah Carey and Sookie. Sookie. Oh, uh, what's her name? Rogue from uh, the X-Men. <laughs> I just dropped Juliana Margulies were hanging out, too, because they were all crooked and shit. What's, um, well, that one, what was that woman from Mad Men? Oh, my God, yeah, she, oh, she's Christina something or other? <laughs> Christina Tits? She got some boobs on her. Oh my god! But that now who's oh. being the sex? <laughs> no, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Look at you. Well, anyway, we can appreciate some boobs. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing sexist about that. Nothing sexist. They should should be you know treated as equals, rewarded if anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another BBC Dutch, reference. Dutch women with big breasts should be punished. Oh no, they should not. They should be rewarded if anything. <laughs> Yeah, but definitely Mariah Carey was was showcasing them for sure. Um, yeah, and, uh, redefining the open neck or low cut dress. Yeah, standing there with her son, or is it? No, it was her husband, Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mackenzie said, "Look at that couple; they are so awkward." And I was like, "You mean the tits or the or Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon?" <laughs> It was so awkward. I mean, literally, the only thing that was covered was her nipple. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining. Halle Berry had him out too. I was outraged. See, I'm telling you, it was a, there was a lot of them out, just out and okay. proud. And uh... Jen- Jennifer Aniston decided to cover her boobs, but show you her crotch. <laughs> did you see that? I literally I thought that I saw an upskirt shot live on television. Well, Christina Aguilera. Had one of her boobs was silver and one of them was was boob colored. That made me look. That made me think about um, what Lil Kim. Lil Kim when she had the pasty on all month. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, uh, standing next to Cher. Yeah, it was Cher. Cher is... They tried to make a joke too. Like, why would they have us out here? And they didn't have an answer for that. That we're uh, irrelevant. Um, man, Cher was looking weird. <laughs> Good gracious, she looked like Morticia Adams. <laughs> and she had the face of, of uh, brushed porcelain. <laughs> just like her face could just crack at any moment. <laughs> oh man, I, I noticed something more so. This I watched it in HD because I watched it over at Kevin's house, our, our webmaster's mm-hmm. house, um, mm-hmm. and he has it in he had it in HD. And man, HD so is HD is not. This is the first time I've ever watched an awards show in HD, and HD is not kind of some of these people. Most That's of these people, I'd say. Yeah, 
There's some. There's crow's feet on people you wouldn't expect it. And, Cameron uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh was, my lord, she looked like she was eighty. She did. And her mouth is just getting bigger. <laughs> just giant. She just has a giant mouth. Her and Mick Jagger. Ah, man. Huge. That's all right. And I'm sorry, but Maggie Gyllenhaal just saying something. What? They oh they had her on to announce the Haiti stuff. Yeah. But it was just like just they didn't even introduce her. And like you said, her face was melting off her skeleton. Her face always looks like it's melting. It looked like that in Dark Knight. You know, it's like what, what's going on with her? Why is she? She's like clay face. She can't clave. He didn't say clave face. He no said clay. clay face. He's a Batman villain. Look it up, clave. <laughs> Stop complaining. We're not talking about you. It's not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, the Academy Awards and uh, I don't know yeah, the Golden Globes. Oh, the Golden Globes, the Poor Man's Academy Awards. Poor Man's Academy Awards. I will say, man, most man, most and most of those people just say thank you to people and get off the stage. We don't want to mm. hear all this shit. And don't, mm. man, don't let the producers talk. I hate hearing those producers talk. I want them to be shut up. You didn't do anything. You didn't Sit do down. shit. You made a lot of money. That's what them you did. In the, and, and I'm sorry, I respect the special, special effects guys and all that, but don't have them talk either. Nobody wants to hear them. Well, they didn't talk last night. They they did. There was a couple people that you didn't know who the fuck they were, though, that were talking. No, there was the one, the director of Up was the only animator that got up there. Yeah. And I think that he probably had one of the best uh, uh, speeches. He said, thanks to our grandparents and our parents and our wives and our kids. Yeah. And that was it. And he didn't think any of it. Well, he did think Pixar. It's like Pixar people have drank the Kool-Aid, man. And don't get me wrong. I'd drink it if they were paying me and I was getting to make smash hit movies, you know. But every single Pixar person that went up there, it was that, well, there were only two. The They won for best score and best animated feature, which they will do again in the at the Oscars. And we'll oh, get to that in a minute. But um, but they both said Pixar is my family and I love you and I'm never leaving. It makes you think that they have a a clause in their contract that says if they leave, they're they're not leaving with both hands. They also held a little sign up that said, "Please help me." <laughs> if you can read this, please send help. I am being it, held against it my will. It was animated with pretty pictures. Yeah, <laughs> that little it was that little fucking lamp saying, yeah. "Please help me." Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the man, the speeches, but it's just ever since you know Dave Chappelle show did the wrap it up box. Yeah. Whenever the music starts I up, I just I think, about I think about that and I laugh my ass off. <laughs> that really was a good, <laughs> was a good bit, and I yeah, I, it was funny because the first time it came because the first few speeches, Monique gave a really long speech for uh, Precious and. Um, and then, um, and she was I, like, you better not play me off. Well, I was thinking to myself, well, I guess they're not going to play anybody off. And they didn't have a symphony there. And the music for the wrap it up box was different than the golden globes cut to commercial music, yeah. which made me think that they were just piping in music from the speakers in that ballroom. So they just had a, literally, they a had like, somebody's iPod, iPod queued up <laughs> yeah. with, you know, generic symphony music. And they were, oh, they've got a It was interesting to see who was Wrap It Up worthy and who was not. Mm-hmm. Because some people were getting, getting you know, some people just, like, as soon as it took them, for one thing, they couldn't, like, make an aisle for those people to get to the stage. Mm-hmm. People were lost getting to the stage. They and were. they finally get up there and say, 
Well, I just like to think in them. Like, they're already playing them off, man. I can't remember. Somebody was somebody was giving their little speech, and the wrap it up box came on, and you could hear audibly in the audience people going, "Oh," because yeah. <laughs> they felt bad for that person. Well, the thing that I really hate about award shows is I get nervous when like three people have won an award, and then one of them talks too long, and the other two don't get to say anything. Yeah. So really, if you go up there, you should say, I'd like to thank my family. I'm going to pass it off. If you're three of you, you need to all three talk, and you need to – or you need to agree ahead of time that one person – Oh, gonna... was that – no, the, it, you know who the – okay, this was um, too much talking for not an important enough award was yeah. the best made-for-TV movie, which was Grey Gardens, which <laughs> yeah, has yeah. won every single award it's been nominated for basically since – um. The, since it's been on, because I saw one or two other award shows where they won big, and um, well, it's supposed to be a pretty hype movie. Yeah, well, sure, great. Amanda knows great. a lot about it because Amanda was uh, Amanda Kevin's wife um, was actually in a fashion show that was uh, inspired by the Grey Garden story or whatever. So well, she knows a lot about it. And... They they went up there. This woman went up there and had two pieces of paper front and back written with like poetry. She and like, she had two people with her that needed well, to talk that didn't. She had one person with her. The music started playing after she finished her first page. She said, "Oh, they're playing me off." She kept reading, and then that other woman came on, and she had her own list of people to yeah. thank. It was, and that was the one group that I mean, justifiably had a speech written because they knew they were going to win because they won every other award for made for TV movie. But it's still, come on, it's a made for TV movie. Well, they like, should have prepared be better for that, minutes. you know. It's like yeah. prepare for that. But I felt bad for the other person. That, that was a that was a test run for their Oscar. Victory. Well, you know, Oscars don't, no, Oscars don't award that. That was their biggest deal right there, I guess. Yeah, I felt bad for the other girl, but they should have planned better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But well, I that t- was another case of, like, they took half their talk time by trying to get everyone to come up on that stage, when it really should have been just the two of them. You don't need to get the whole crew up there. We all saw the movie. We know who's in it. They should have just had microphones at the tables, and as soon as you won, <laughs> you just stood up and said, what's up, thanks. Uh, thanks. I'm going to keep eating this cheesecake right here. We can get this shit done by 10 o'clock tonight, all right? Because I want to get to this party. Way so too much airtime for Paul McCartney and his <sighs> He's scarf. Annoying. Which, by the way, William H. Macy had the same exact scarf on. I don't know if you saw that. He was only included <laughs> yeah. one one shot as they were cutting the commercial. I said, oh, my God, he's got the same scarf on. Well, you but, know, I, I love the Beatles, and I like Paul McCartney as a songwriter and everything. But, man, I don't like hearing him talk. He just annoys me. I don't know. Well, you know, but it was just like, oh my God, Paul McCartney's here, which is a big deal, but still, like, uh, you know, every was, uh, five seconds the, the camera was on it. The party. I like the fact that the only way Julia Roberts got on TV was by sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hate her. I cannot stand her. And the Ooh, fact that she are. was nominated for duplicity, get out of here. There were some There's movies not- that were nominated that were. Worst nomination was her for duplicity. Worst after that. Second and third worst nominations were Julia and Julia and It's Complicated. Yeah. Best comedy movies. Right, right. Yeah. As best. Which, Glenn, uh, what's her name? Who, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is supposed to be really I good at Julia and Julia. Before. Yeah, we saw it. You saw it? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, she's my favorite actress of all time, okay? But get the fuck out of here. 
And don't act surprised when you win because you're nominated twice in the same category. You're yeah. going to win. Greedy. Greedy. <laughs> it's like Michael Phelps. Greedy. Um, yeah, so there's a lot. Well, I will tell you, one speech I did enjoy was uh, Robert De Niro's tribute to Martin Scorsese. Yeah. I thought it was pretty legit because it was obviously not scripted, but he didn't roll on too long with it. And he said a couple funny things in it, you know. He did say some funny things, which I didn't expect, but And he and he also said that uh that Cecil B. DeMille should be getting the Martin Scorsese. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. <laughs> that was good, yeah. yeah. That, I'd say that, that Cecil B. DeMille award, the tribute, the video montage, all that kind of that took up half the show. Yeah. That was like really long. Uh which yeah. you know, okay. You know, they're doing their bit. They're counting the money, but uh, you know, it was it was a lot. And Leon, it was like uh, they they would have done well enough not to have Leonardo DiCaprio up there. I don't hate on him. I I don't I don't no reason to hate on him. I think he's good. But I yeah, mean, it's like Bob De Niro finished his part of the speech, and he's like, and now this asshole's gonna say something. <laughs> yeah, this guy doesn't know Scorsese nearly as well as I do, but he's been in the last two movies of his, so he's like a young me. Scorsese won't put me in movies anymore because of this asshole, so let's let him no, talk. No, Scorsese won't put me in movies anymore because now I'm doing Meet the Fockers. Well, he's doing worse stuff than Meet the Fockers. He is. What, 88 Minutes or whatever? That was Pacino, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't tell no, him apart him, anymore. No, him and Pacino did that one together. That yeah. was, we're old, but we're going to be together in a movie, and we're going to try to make it look like Heat. Buddy cop buddy movie. Those <laughs> Corrupt cop buddy movie. Yes. Yeah, really uh, changing the script on that one. Well, I'll say that um, I was happy to see that Fergie got to go. She was invited. <laughs> yeah, well, she was in nine, which I think yeah. is probably going to win some shit at the Oscars, and I think everyone's going to immediately forget about that movie as soon as the year is over with. But it, is, mm-hmm. it sounds like the most pretentious bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. It's about Federico Fellini or whatever, the famous yeah. Italian filmmaker, and it's a yeah. musical about well, his it's life. Well, it's a redo of Eight and a Half, which was the Italian movie. Well, it's about him making that movie. Yeah. And, uh, but, and, and but, it's about how all the women that he screwed. So it sounds like it's pretentious as fuck. And Fergie's in it, so there you go. You know. Kate Hudson. So Penelope Cruz, who looked I got smashing. Uh, Sophia Loren's in that movie. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And her, when she speaks, I'm just afraid her face is going to fall off. <laughs> Those same rose-shaded glasses. Her face is so tight. She just her face. She's worn those same glasses for the past seven years, I think. Well, that's what's holding her, her face back. Oh, my God. Uh, seriously. Well, now that we're ostriching everybody, I guess we'll get to the, the real man of the night who, I'll put it to you, did Ricky Gervais, was he a good host? I thought he was pretty good. You did? I thought are he, you, I thought he you, took some are shots. Are you saying that because he can do no wrong in your book? No, I don't think his movies are any good. Okay. But I, I thought he was funny. I, I, I was laughing during the, the monologue, and I thought he took some pretty pretty brutal shots at people, especially Mel Gibson. Jeez. Mel Gibson was a really bad. If you didn't see, Ricky Gervais was drinking a beer on stage. He said, I like to drink as much as the next man, unless the next man is Mel Gibson. And then introduced Mel Gibson as the presenter of the Mel next Gibson sport. was like, uh, wow. Uh. Yeah, he didn't know how to react, and so he acted like he was drunk or whatever. It's like a... Really bad improv, but uh, he also, I think, 
you know, that was getting played up a lot, but he really hit Paul McCartney pretty bad, too. He's like, oh, you make a lot of money. You spent a lot last year. But, uh, yeah, because Paul McCartney had his, his big divorce thing last yeah, year. Yeah, but everybody turned on Ricky at that moment, and you could hear the the bad hisses and stuff. Paul McCartney goes, just frowned at that. All right. <laughs> Paul McCartney frowned at that, and I was like, oh, my God, he really upset him. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't read any reviews. I, I usually like to watch the day after. The, uh, the best of, worst of lists on a lot of the sites, but I didn't check well, these out today. Now, we're, we're the ones doing it. People are going to listen to us for their for their Golden Globes wrap-up. <clears throat> and uh, No, the, I did look at some of the reviews, and it's, it's about half and half. Um, a lot of people said that it was kind of toothless, and they didn't really do well enough. And I, I will say that I was disappointed, I, and I think it, my expectations were so high, because the reason that I watched the Golden Globes was to watch Ricky Gervais and um, the opening monologue wasn't long enough. It was too tight. And I think he does best when he can play off the crowd. a yeah, lot. Yeah, but people say he didn't have enough. It didn't, it was toothless or whatever, but he took some pretty strong shots at some people. You know? Yeah, but they, not in the opening pretty, monologue. No, but he did take he a, had a he, penis he did, joke and, um, and, he, and hit, he, he hit Jay Leno in that one pretty hard. He didn't hit him that hard. He hit NBC more than he did Jay Leno. Yeah. But whatever, whatever. I was happy that he was hosting it, but he did at one point and said, what, what's the matter? I'm not doing this next year anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Which I hope they have him back, but. <clears throat> he was pretty funny. I they will. I thought he was funny. John Lithgow in the uh, red carpet, uh, um, you know, the opening or whatever, the yeah. pre-show. They were like asking everybody what they're looking forward to and all this kind of stuff, and he said uh, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I didn't see the red carpet. Um. Well, more on Ricky Gervais because uh, just so you guys know, uh, he did hype up the Ricky Gervais show, which they just now announced. Like I think like five days ago. Uh, okay. It's relatively new. It's coming on HBO, and what it is, if you guys don't know. The only podcast that's better than ours is the Ricky Gervais podcast, which is not a podcast anymore. You have to buy it as an audio book. They have three seasons, 13 episodes each, about half an hour each, I believe. And um, it's him and Stephen Merchant making fun of this other guy, Carl Pilkington. And it's really funny. It's it, The replay value, I think, is really good on it. And what they're going to be doing is animating these podcasts or sections of the podcast, whatever, whatever. Um, they were doing it long before they did it on podcasts. They were doing it on the radio on XFM over across the pond. And so that's really got me hyped. The Ricky yeah. Gervais show coming on HBO, but also he's doing out of England too. Um, uh, May 12th and 13th in New York city. And the tickets for that go on sale January 22nd. I'm thinking that I might try to get some tickets to go. Well, are you working for Ricky Gervais now or something? Well, why are you, you got to say Ricky Gervais? Your face. It's Gervais. Well, well who gives a fuck? Is he giving you some money? Gervais. Maybe. No, he's not. He didn't listen to this. <laughs> of course. He's not. You're just trying, well, to, you're trying to be important. Let's make some predictions here then. Since we got our Golden Globe winners, um, you guys can go to the website yourself to well, see it. So Avatar won Best Picture. Yeah. Well, and also a note on that. James Cameron was Best Director, won Best Director. Yeah. And... I didn't realize it until after he'd won, his ex-wife was nominated in the same category, Catherine Bigelow of The Hurt Locker, which I think is kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she seemed to be pretty happy, even though she lost. Um, and he made some kind of 
comment about it. Like some kind He of- said, well, my wife leaned over and said it was going to be Catherine Bigelow for the Hurt Locker. No, he didn't say my wife. He said... I thought I it was going to be Catherine Bigelow yeah, for the Hurt yeah. And uh, it, that was kind of awkward, but uh, it could have been more awkward. Um, well, what I- made it awkward is because he, after, after he said, I thought it was going to be Catherine Bigelow, he turned over to his wife and he went on pandering to his wife after that. Right. You know? Well, um, Avatar won Best Picture, which I really liked Avatar a lot. We've already talked about this, but I wouldn't have made it Best Picture. For me, it would have been between um, between The Hurt Locker and Inglorious Bastards, and I think I would give the edge to Inglorious Bastards. I think what's going to happen for the Oscars, I think Up in the Air is going to win. I thought and that it might win last night. It's going to win because the Avatar and Hurt Locker votes are going to split. Maybe yeah, and therefore up in the air is going to win. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but it's the it's the little darling movie, isn't it? That, it really oh, is. Yeah, it really is. The, the yeah, which I want to see it. I think it'll probably I pro- I will probably enjoy it. I do like that guy's stuff, but I don't know. I think it's getting a little more credit than it probably. It's gonna get it. It's gonna get best screenplay at the Oscars, and if it gets best screenplay, then I can understand why it won't win best motion picture. Um, but. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb right there and and say right now that Up in the Air is going to win the Oscar. But I'm probably wrong. Who knows? Yeah. The problem yeah. with these award shows, and my film professor sort of talked about this when I was in college. He was real anti-Oscars and stuff. Is that it's totally the industry patting themselves on the back, you know? Sure. So you have so many, so many times the you know the big money movie is going to beat the little you know the little movie or whatever. It didn't happen last year with uh, Slumdog Millionaire or whatever, but it's happened so many times before. Like the year that Gladiator beat Traffic, I was really just disgusted because Gladiator was a good movie and I enjoyed it, but yeah. it wasn't best picture, you know. Yeah, there was like traffic was way better, and there was something else that was better that year. When Shakespeare in Love won, like really, Did anybody does anybody still know? Is anybody still a fan of that movie? Uh, <laughs> is there? Call, write us and tell us if you like that movie. Right? If tell us if you'd rather watch The Hangover or Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, um, which The Hangover won Best Comedy Movie. Right, which pleased me. Yeah, I was happy about that, but. Um, you know, it's hard to put too much stock in these award shows. Although the Golden Globes usually gets a little more right, in my opinion, than most do. Part of well, it is about, that they, they reward more than just one actor category. They have, like, a comedic actor and a drama yeah. actor and stuff, so it, it passes the awards around a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, oh, uh, my prediction for... I'm telling you, this guy's won everything, apparently, already that he's been nominated for, but... um. The guy that plays Hans Landa in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Um, yeah. That guy definitely is a lock to win the supporting actor, well, actor, I think. Because he did the best. Oh Well, it just blew everything out of the water. I haven't seen all his other movies, but he's the best thing about Inglorious Bastards, which is a good movie. Yeah, he really it's is. Right. He, he's definitely better than Brad Pitt. Yeah. But he he is just awesome. Like I really I really liked his character a lot. I mean I didn't like his character, but I liked it. You know, and which is like yeah. the heart of that character is that you feel bad for liking him. Yeah. You know. But anyway, that's enough about that. I think Monique's gonna win um, the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And I need to see that movie because I really yeah. want to make a. Because you, you really want to fucking feel horrible. 
No, that's what's kept me from watching it. But yeah, I do want to see it so because I feel like I want to have some perspective on that movie before I go into the Oscars. But sure, um, Up wins everything it's nominated for, which will be animated feature and score. I think it might get nominated for best picture too. Uh, if it does, it'll make the it'll make it a lot more interesting. They're gonna. I, I heard that they're expanding the best picture category to ten. That's 10 right. This year. Yeah, they got more nominees, so, so that it will change. definitely That's be a, nominated. Yeah, it'll definitely be nominated, but I don't think it's gonna win. Um, I don't think so either. But it was a really good movie. You know, I, I it was like in my hmm. top, just out of my top five, I think, for the year. So Crazy Heart's gonna win best actor and best song. Probably, yeah. With the Jeff only Lewis. reason that you're going to have um, that song beat out, what was the other song that I thought was going to win? I got a feeling. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> damn it. Um, best original song. Uh, well, you've got um, the song from Brothers, the song from Everybody's Fine, the song from Avatar, and the song from Nine. And I, would, I was going to say the song from Nine was going to win because it's the musical... It's from a musical, and it's also from a musical that's not it, – it's American, but it's not American, you know, because they're playing on somebody else's story from a different country. And that usually wins something, you know. Well, but the fact that Crazy Heart is a country, and, and so we're at American Awards. Here we are. And well, gonna, Oh, and the country. other thing is T-Bone Burnett is involved. Mm. Well, and T-Bone you hate Burnett, him, but I love him. T-Bone Burnett wins everything he's ever nominated for. Because he's good. He's a jackass. I don't like him. I tell you what surprised me was Mad Men beating out Dexter for best television series drama. Right. I don't think either one of them is very good, and I think both of them have a little bit too much uh, fanfare. Than really? They really? I've heard deserve. that both of them are very good from everybody but you. Well, so there you go. Uh, hey, hit. back to the. I that, see why people like them. I just don't really like them that much. Of course it's you the, don't. What? You only like their. Okay, well, Mad Men. We like to smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, and have sex, okay. and be sexist, and. Dexter, all, the only thing that matters about Dexter yeah. is, oh, it's a serial killer, and it, but he's complicated. Oh. Let's go back to the song for a second, because no, I'm no. pretty sure that the song for Nine is the song that Fergie sings in that movie. So I wasn't no. far off by saying, yeah. I got a feeling. No, Kate Hudson sings it. Does she? Yeah. I thought, always in Italian or something? I'm pretty sure that Cinema that's... Cinema Italiano. Oh, uh, really? Well, yeah. uh, that's a shame. I thought the Black Eyed Peas were going to get to accept an award, and then and then sing it like uh, when Three Six Mafia won for <laughs> yeah. Flow. They fucking ooh, they scared some people at the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I did think January Jones was going to win Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, but it was Juliana Margulies. Yeah, and um. Michael C. Hall won for Dexter, and old boy made a joke about his cancer treatment after in in the interview afterwards. Did you Who catch, did? Did you know the he, guy? He made a, he made his own a joke about himself. Yeah, because okay. you know he's yeah. wearing that. Um, yeah, he's got a pretty serious. Uh, I think he's got uh, prostate cancer or something. Does he? I don't yeah. know what kind of cancer he has, but he said something like, um, uh, "It's good to be able to justify accessorizing." It's a nice excuse <laughs> to have a justifiable excuse for accessorizing. Yeah, that's what it was. So, well, at least he's got good spirits about it, I guess. Because apparently he's pretty, he's pretty sick. He's pretty strange. From la- okay, best television series, comedy or musical. The nominees were Thirty Rock, Entourage, Modern Family, The Office, and Glee. And Glee won. 
How is Entourage still nominated for anything? I don't understand. Do you understand think Lee should have won? I don't know. I've never watched it. Maria loves it. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I know Beat a lot of people. Beat Thirty hate Rock. It. Modern. Have you watched Modern Family? I haven't. Oh my god. I heard it's pretty funny though. It's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, I was rooting for The Office, of course, but I haven't seen Glee, so I have no idea really. Yeah. Well, I thought that. David Duchovny was going to win Californication Best um, Performance by an Actor in a Television Series, and it was Alec Baldwin that won, and I think that's probably because he said this is going to be his last season, or next season's going to be his last season, whichever one. There's a little pity vote there. Right. Um, Kevin Bacon getting some love. Yeah. (laughs) Who was it I said Kevin Bacon looks like now? I don't know. I drew some comparison. Kevin Bacon is turning into somebody else in Hollywood. I can't remember who it is. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Hey, Sandra Bullock getting some love for the blind side. Which she could maybe win for uh, win the Oscar for that one. She might. Is, she might. You never know. Yeah. That's that's going to be a tough one. To She's going to do it. So, anyways, that's... We have really... Oh, and I guess lastly, but definitely not least, is Jeff Bridges getting the only standing ovation of the night, getting a lot of love, and thanking his stand-in. Right. In his speech. So never forget the little guys. That's hype. Or in his case, medium-sized guys. Yeah. That was a joke. I'm glad that... Yeah. But up, but... I am glad that they didn't bring out, like, the Oscars and the Grammys always trot some old dude out there to talk about how if you steal movies or music that you're, you're you know, killing puppies or something. Yeah. Which yourself. always seems disingenuous to me because I'm like, you know what? Does it really matter whether, you know, you're telling me that I'm taking money out of Ben Affleck's you, pocket? This, this is the group right here that I don't care about stealing from. Right. This, this room <laughs> that you're talking to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like you're a filthy, stinking rich. <laughs> These are the very people. You are taking money out of Ben Affleck's pocket. <laughs> Reindeer games. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck used to have that uh, that thing that played before the movie sometimes where he would walk around a movie set and be like, you're stealing from this man. Yeah. He has seven kids and supports himself as a carpenter yeah. on a movie set. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why don't you give him some money then, you greedy ass? Yeah. You're stealing from this man who gets my coffee. Like, no, I'm not. He's downloading shit too. <laughs> he can't afford any movies. Because you, because you, you charge thirty million dollars to be in a movie, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um. Well, that's about. Golden globules done. Golden clubs. Rock you up and down the block. Kid, rock it up and down the block. That's all I gotta say about that. So we can move right along to our our um, questions. Questions. What have you been listening to? I've been listening to the Adventureland soundtrack. Uh, oh really? Talked about that movie last week. Really like that soundtrack. Uh, Who's on it? Uh, Lou Reed is on it. Velvet Underground. Um, the Replacements. Um, and a bunch of other uh, uh, big star and some other kind of indie indie eighties indie rock that I'd never really listened to before, but I'd always heard of. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, there's a great NXS track on it, which is the, the the song that plays over the end credits. Yeah. Um, Don't Change, I think it's called. And so I've been listening to that. I really like it a lot. 
<clears throat> well, I've been listening to, uh, you know, we talked about last week that Mitchell had uploaded millions of songs on to my hard drive, and I, I broke out. Well, actually, I was riding in the car with Delaney. We went to play some disc golf, and, and he threw on this album that I've been kind of avoiding because the name of the artist is called Miss Lee. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, that sounds like some sort of Tokyo, like, hip-hop pop fusion music that I don't really want to listen to. The album's called Dancing the Whole Way Home, <clears throat> and it's bas- it's real loungy, like Delaney had mentioned. He coined that. Um, she's got a full band. He coined like that. A- like he made that. He made that well, up. He coined that. Wrong choice of words. Sorry. But it, 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 for those of you who don't know, and Delaney's going to be listening to this, this will be the first time he hears this. But um, Delaney, every time he's in the car with me and he's listening to something that I own that he hasn't heard yet, the first thing he'll do is equate it with some other band that he can talk about. He's yeah. like, oh, well, this sounds like this and that and this. And um, I like that they fuse this with that and this. And I know all about music. And um, That's all. So, but but this was the first time that both of us had listened to something that neither one of us had listened to. That's hype. And uh, we both were like, we we put it on as kind of like a joke, you know? Yeah. And we had a 45-minute car ride. And at the end of the car ride, he goes, dude, you got to burn that for me. <laughs> It's really freaking good, man. She is sharp. With it's a her Miss family. Lee. Okay. Miss Lee. I've, I put it on Twitter already, like the Wikipedia page. But um, so so here's the thing, though, is one of the songs comes up and we're like, wait a second. We know this song. <clears throat> and um, it's from an iPod commercial. Oh, yeah. It's that got a feeling that I don't belong down, down, or whatever. Yeah. And 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 Delaney's like, oh, my God. You know, despite the fact that it's from this iPod commercial, this album's really good. And he's like, you need to go ask Mitchell if he heard that on the iPod commercial and then went and Googled catchy song from iPod commercial. And I actually talked to Mitchell last night and I asked him and he said, that's exactly what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this fucking hipster. But the thing is, and Mitchell said it too, you know, that that song is buried in the album. It's not... It doesn't, it's really, you know, I mean, it is really catchy. Well, no yeah, of course, you guys like their more, her more obscure stuff. I, li- I like her more loungy stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got this song called Dirty Old Man, which is the yeah. one that I want you to put on the uh, the podcast itself because it's really good. Not only is it funny, but it sounds good, too. It's like... You know, she's talking about being at some club. We're all, like, 18 here. What are you, like, 55? Yeah. And, and um, shouldn't you be at home with your wife? <laughs> but, um, the, uh, but that begs the question about whether or not a band should be hated because their song gets thrown on a commercial. Like, Ford was using Band of Horses, and uh, what is it, Cadillac's using Phoenix? Yeah. Uh, Next song and it's uh, like, dude, it's like that. Fun, I'm hype about it because I like the song and they're using it well. Usually when they use like a, a band like that, I, those two car commercials, the Band of Horses song and the Phoenix song, make me hype. Yeah. Um, no, it's like that. I, I always go back to the Slagwagon song called uh, College Radio. Yeah. And he talks about the guy who only listens to college radio and as soon as a band makes some money, he hates them. And yeah. so it's that sort of thing. Like, you no, know, it's good that these bands are making some money. You know, yeah. Like, I, I feel I feel a little bit weird about the Who selling all their shit to everybody on the planet because they've already got more money than God. 
But yeah. like Band of Horses, who's probably struggled for years and years, getting them getting some money in their pocket, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Well, so anyways, check out Miss Lee. It is good music. I was listening to it again today, and I'm going to probably be listening to it all week. And Because I still haven't listened to every single song in the CD. I've only listened to like eight out of like ten or twelve songs. Um, okay. Well, that's old. <laughs> all right, fine. What's the hype? Uh... Uh, what? Uh, what? Um, the hype is, uh, oh, the NFL playoffs this weekend? I knew it. Uh, not necessarily hype, because the games were all god-awful boring, but I was hyped that my boy Brett Favre, that you've seen them at Wranglers commercials, right? <laughs> he, he, he whooped the shit out of the Cowboys, and I can't stand the Cowboys. I, I moderately didn't like the Cowboys before, but now that he whooped the crap out of them and they complained afterwards about him running the score up, I was like, uh, yes, I can't stand the Cowboys. Go Favre. Um, yeah. I wish he'd have scored 100 points. You know, and that was the first time he beat them, right? Or he's beat them once out of three times? I, yeah, I don't know that, but he was tearing it up. And Sidney Rice, my boy from the University of South Carolina, Gamecock, had three touchdowns in that game. <laughs> uh, the other hype is that the uh, the Saints won, so Kevin was happy, our, our webmaster, and I like the Saints. Um, and also my team, uh, the Colts, won. After everybody said the Ravens were going to go in there and beat them, the Colts won. Yep. They won decidedly. They did. Uh, they were looking a little rusty, which everybody was saying they were going to, but I think they're going to be better next week. Well, now they've actually got to play. Right. So they, <laughs> yeah. so Peyton's going to be like all tuned up now. He, it took him a game to get kind of back on his feet. But anyway, I like that, that they threw up that stat where he um, – you know, he everybody basically everybody that can catch a ball does catch a ball when they're on his team. Yeah, Drew Brees is a little like that too. Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Yeah, oh, that's old. Miss Lee, Miss Lee. <laughs> um, so, cool. what's your hype? <clears throat> well, I was, you know, I, that's a little bit of hype. I tell you, I went back and watched Jimmy Kimmel on Ten at Ten, destroying Ooh. Jay Leno, destroying Jay Leno on his own show. On his own show. Have you ever ordered anything off TV? Oh, what? Like, NBC ordered your show off the TV? (laughs) I don't know what Jay Leno was trying to accomplish from that. Uh, The best prank I ever pulled was I told a guy that five years from now I'm going to give you my show, and then when five years came, I gave it to him and then took it back at almost instantly. (laughs) (laughs) He really just... And Jay was getting mad. You could tell he was getting mad. He was. He really was. Which I was like, you know what? That's your fault. Why did you bring him on the show? Did you think it was going to have a different outcome, you idiot? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So So, that that was hard to watch for me. I couldn't even say that was hype because... Then I went to... Well, then I went and watched his uh, show where he dressed up like Jay Leno. (laughs) And um, the only thing worse than Jay Leno is somebody acting like Jay Leno. (laughs) I think that was the point, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't... It was... He was supposed to not be funny. He was doing his headlines. He wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't funny at all. But it was funny that it wasn't funny. So, I don't know. And now I think that Conan's back to... Back to Conan. Yeah. Because he did kind of, he kind of blanded out for the Tonight Show, and now that he's got nothing to lose, he's back to being Conan. Well, I noticed that they're letting Andy sit on the couch now, which Andy Richter is really funny when they let him interact with the 
the guests and stuff, which Andy was just announcing before, and he wasn't yeah. really interacting with them. But right, well, and the funny thing is, man, and you need to listen to it. The latest BS report. Yeah, he has um, Tim Goodman, who's a as a TV critic. Um, uh, yeah. They sit there and they talk about Jay Leno and Conan. They recorded it on Thursday. Yeah. So like Thursday night, Friday night um, came on. And that's when the shit got even worse. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. Well, Bill Simmons said after uh, Jimmy Kimmel did his thing destroying Jay, he said he's never been more proud of Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah. Which Bill Simmons, six degrees of Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons started out as a as like a page on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Oh yeah, yeah. He started out behind the scenes there, and then became the big sports writer that he is now. So, well, he's, so he's he's got contacts with that staff. You know, the the funny thing is, everybody's cashing in on this because I wake up this morning, right? Yeah, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. I turn on the TV yeah. inside the actor's studio with Conan O'Brien, <laughs> <laughs> and it was good too. It was, yeah, it was it was um. At the end of his late night with Conan O'Brien. I mean, this was like maybe three weeks, a month before he took The Tonight Show. Yeah. So it's relatively recent. And they play a clip of when he had, he did the show in Chicago for a couple, or for like a week or whatever, and he had Obama on um, before Obama had even, you know, said that he was going to run for president. And he was like, well, if I run, I'll make you my my vice presidential nominee. Yeah. Whatever and all this kind of stuff. It was good though. It was good. I, I kind of hope that Conan goes yeah. back to a, a late slot, um, because I really like him over the top and out there and edgy. You know, um, like it, just the the fact that he did a skit called "Masturbating Bear" for like five years on his show. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you couldn't do that on the Tonight Show. You know, you really can't really do that. That sort of thing on the Tonight Show. So I hope that he gets a show on Fox or something. Well, you could do it at fucking six o'clock on Fox. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, you know, I definitely, mean... definitely, you could do it earlier on Fox. So. They're yeah. saying that he may go to Fox and sort of have kind of you know Arsenio Hall had a really hot show on there on Fox. It was mostly played on Fox. I just remember the Arsenio show from HBO. What Arsenio? That's not HBO. That was on Fox. That was on HBO. It was not on HBO. It was on HBO. It was not. HBO. The, the whole woo-woo-woo-woo-woo thing? Yeah. No, that was not HBO. You are wrong. Maybe I am. You are wrong. But that's the same. They're, they're thinking that he can get kind of a sort of younger audience that will will support a talk show, you know. Yeah. Um, which Arsenio always had like that really good bands and and hip-hop artists and stuff on his show, so. It was on Fox. I'm wrong. You are wrong. At least ah. you admit it. Wow. So I, I can't, I can't really. Well, trust I can't it. really trust it. It's Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Don't ever give me credit for anything. <laughs> uh, okay, so not the hype. Uh, are, well, are, you, are you finished with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. finished with the hype. Not the hype is uh, the Chargers, which is one of my, probably my second favorite team. In the NFL, uh, they lost yesterday, <coughs> and it, it's a bummer. Number one, because our friend Schmunky is a huge Chargers fan, yep. and he was upset about it. Uh, number two, Ladanian Tomlinson is one of my favorite players of all time, and he's getting older. And I thought this was maybe his year to get a ring, and he went out. You know, so um, 
they lost, and, and I was just kind of bummed. But it's kind of a sort of mediocre not the hype because now the Colts don't have to play them next week. Um, which the Colts, I always get my heart broken by the Chargers when they play the Colts in the playoffs because they beat the play, the Colts. And then I root for the Chargers in the next round, and then the Chargers inevitably lose in that next round. So um, I'm not going to have to go through that. But, yeah, the surprise shock that the Jets uh, made it to the championship game. Yeah. Do you think they're going to win? I don't know. You know what? Like the Colts having done that whole rest their starters bullshit. And uh, basically that's the reason the Jets are in the playoffs is because the Colts rested their starters. And Mm -hmm. now there's a potential that they're really going to get embarrassed by the Jets coming in there and beating them. And if that happens, I won't really have too much pity for them because they kind of did it themselves. You know, do you think that people give Sanchez credit if, if they win? Uh, some, but I there think there was a lot of hate. There was, but I think he'll, I think if he, if they win and they go to the Super Bowl, and if they win the Super Bowl, he'll get some credit, but he'll get like Ben Roethlisberger got no credit his first year that he yeah. won the Super Bowl. Um, he got none, which was really kind of unfair because he did play really well all during the season. Yeah. Uh, and Sanchez, he's had up and down all, his first five games, he was on fire, you know? Yep. So I don't know. Who knows? But, He's a rookie, but it's still pretty impressive that a rookie has made it this far, regardless of how he plays. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Um, I don't know. I just you know. I mean, there was a lot. You know, whatever. We don't need to get back into it. But I mean, how short people's memories are when it comes to that kind of. Oh stuff. yeah, definitely. What yeah. have you done for me lately, yeah. <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, well, I don't have, I've already, we've already gone over it. Oh, so, yeah, right. still out? Uh, hype's still out, this new Ricky Gervais cartoon. I think I'm going to err on the side of that being hype. But, really? You know. You're even going to think to put that in hype still out? You, you, you think he did all right hosting. Have you watched any of those cartoons? That no, but I don't know. I just, I'm just saying I haven't seen it yet. That's why I'm putting it in. It's, I'm still that out. Is coming from the podcast. At worst, the audio is going to be Look better. At you. than Look at you. You're the one. That, oh, were you just saying that because you think you can do no wrong? And now you're turning that into this. I, I fucking no. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to. No. I was. What I'm saying is I. No, 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 no. Me asking you, are you just saying that because you think you can do no wrong, was not saying that that's where you sit. I was legitimately asking because I know that when it comes to Ricky Gervais, if somebody even fucking hints that he's not as good as he is, it's on. Until I will either, there's only three successful outcomes of that conversation. You're right, David. Ricky Gervais is the funniest man on the planet. B, I'm not sure because I haven't seen enough. I'm going to go check out more of Ricky Gervais. Or C, I'm leaving because I cannot continue this conversation. Those are the only three outcomes. Right. Okay. And for me to believe that much about Ricky Gervais and to think that he didn't really do that well in the Golden Globes, I still, though, and my eyes are about to explode from the hype for this Ricky Gervais show. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm excited about it, but, you know. Well, I think hype's still out means something different for you than it does for me. Right. For me, there's a little bit more doubt in Hype Still Out than there is you, I think. Wow. For me to say the Hype Still Out is me to say, well, I'm not going to go on the record and say this is going to be Hype. Well, I'm not going to say anything is definitely going to be Hype. I've had other things. I will say right now, the Ricky Gervais podcast, the Ricky Gervais show is going to be Hype, and it will be the reason... 
that anyone that's not already subscribing should subscribe to HBO on cable. All right. Fucking cut out. Don't pay the light bill. But subscribe to HBO for the Ricky Gervais show. I'm seeing it right now. And yeah. I'm going to get 15%. Quit texting. Well, sorry. Okay, listen to him. Listen to him. I'm being a good boyfriend. Oh. Well, no. Yeah. Recording. Recording. Yeah, Fake. okay. We're creating art here. Yeah, right. How about episode 10 or whatever you... Mackenzie! Mackenzie! Hey! Hey! What? I was what asking a question. What are you talking about? That never happened. It did happen. Go back that and never listen to happened. it. You don't know what you're talking you're about. You're talking shit. You don't know what you're... You're talking right. shit, Jermaine. Now, what's your hype still out? This is going to be so great. Uh, well, Army of Two. Yeah, I'm going to say not hype on that. Well, Lopo and I bought it, and we've played it for like an hour and a half. And the fun thing about Army of Two in the first one was that it was easy to pick up, and it was it was not very well produced, but it was really, really fun. Yeah. And it's like they took the fun stuff out, made the hard stuff harder, and overproduced it. And um, so we're having a hard time getting through it. I mean, we breezed through it the first time, and uh, the first game, and this game is like – is so hard that it's like frustrating me and I'm thinking it shouldn't be that hard and this game period shouldn't be hard for anybody and then on top of that it shouldn't be hard for me because I'd like to think that I'd be able to fucking play a video game all the way through now I used to think that beating the game was like never it wasn't possible in like Mario days for me at my age and my skill level playing the ga- that game I couldn't believe that people actually beat the game but now when I buy a game part of what sells me on it is how long it takes me to actually beat it like is it going to be four hours of gameplay and then i've already beaten it or is it going to take me eight to ten hours but there's a difference between eight to ten hours because it's a long story and it's well done versus eight to ten hours because it's just plain hard and i have to keep replaying missions so um that's the hype still out haven't haven't gotten to really put some time in it with lopa all right well if ricky gervais was involved with i'm sure it'd be better so you can Suck my balls. That's what you can do. You <laughs> fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. <laughs> You're such All a. Alright, and what have you been surfing? I'm pulling it up right now. I'm, well, I'm not, I don't have anything for what have you been surfing. So what I'm going to do is read to you guys. Um, what the fuck? You, you, you go. I don't have anything. Okay, well. My internet's messing up right now. Uh oh, okay. I might get dropped. Well, Mikey sent us a book recommendation. Okay. And I was going to read the email, but basically, Mikey is our friend, and between the two of us, he's still. It doesn't matter who we know outside of who we already know together, but he's the most well-read friend that we have, I'd say. And he said that this was the best book of the year. He couldn't fall asleep because he was trying to finish it. Yada, yada, yada. It's a great book. It's called Everything Matters. And I already put it up on Twitter. So you can go to Twitter and take a look at I just put the first review that I saw of it up there. So the review may not even be that good. But, um, but if Mikey suggests it, then it's probably worth checking out. So that's Sweet. what I'm surfing. Email. Right. Mariah Carey's boobs. Yeah, that's what I've been surfing. <laughs> Google image. Uh, okay, well, should we move on to the grab bag? 
I guess if you're not going to be text messaging. Oh God. The uh, you know the you know what pisses me off, and I don't know why it pisses me off so much, but you know when you go to the movies and um and they've got the ad now that says no talking on the phone, and then it has like a text message that like your the buttons being pushed and it says and texting. Yeah. That shit pisses me off. And I I mean I Fine. don't like when people text message in the movies. Okay, sure. But come on. You got to do it like that like they're actually texting it out. Like it just gets on my nerves. Pet peeve. Sorry. Okay. Well. Fine. There you go. Oh my god. What? What am I supposed to say to that? Wounded flower. Just sensitive. How about wounded flower? Sensitive. You just jumped all over me for not just immediately filleting Ricky Gervais. No, I jumped all over you for you trying to say... You're the one that recommended the podcast to me. A. This is the podcast, but animated. Well, okay. Is the podcast hype? Is the podcast hype? Yeah, but I don't know if it being animated if I'm going to want to watch it. But the podcast is hype. Okay. Well, maybe I'll listen to the podcast again. Yeah, there you go. Now think about how great it would be if it was animated. You could just go to our Twitter post yourself uh, and watch some of the cartoons that I already uploaded on Twitter. Okay. (laughs) The author of the book, Everything Matters, is Ron Curry Jr., if you guys need the author. You can buy it on Amazon. Moving right along. Grab bag. We Uh, watched the Red Baron trailer. Yeah. Well, first, let me just say, I watched Moon. Oh, yeah. And it's, you gotta watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's real moody and, like, real kind of, int- I don't know, it's Sam Rockwell, it's an interesting sort of character study on Sam Rockwell's part. He's just, he's, a, he's, he's, he's pretty good in it. And it's got some, like, Twilight Zone episode sort of feel to it, too. But yeah. It doesn't ever feel too long, and it just, I don't know, it's a cool movie. Um, Do you have any other movies? Yeah, I watch. I'm I'm in the process of watching 500 Days of Summer. Really? Yeah. Have okay. You, have you seen it? No, but here's the thing: from watching him last night, Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the Golden Globes, yeah. exactly the same as Joseph Gordon-Levitt on Saturday Night Live, yeah. which is to say that okay, <laughs> one of two things. Okay, either that guy is on some really good drugs, or he fucking loves his job and he loves life. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he who knows? is always smiling, yeah, yeah. and he looks like he's like really happy when he's smiling. Because a fake smile, your eyes don't move. Yeah, but a real smile, your eyes do move, and he really looks like he's really happy. Yeah, well, five hundred days of summer so far. I went from the beginning of it just absolutely loathing it and thinking, "Oh, this is just a bunch of drivel." To yeah. now, I'm getting into some scenes that I actually like. I like Zoe Deschanel too. Um, yeah. In in small doses, but yeah. um, and she's she's pretty cute in it and stuff. But you know. I think Gritty Grizzler just watched that not too long ago. And yeah, the, it. the problem that these movies and I notice again, like all these movies like this uh, and the Michael Sarah movies and all that sort of stuff, they all owe so much to Wes Anderson. Um, so much to Wes Anderson because even Five Hundred Days of Summer has this sort of you know Alec Baldwin style narration. Like the mm-hmm. Tenenbaum does, mm-hmm. and you know, and for good, for better or worse, they, you know, Wes Anderson has influenced this whole generation of, you know, filmmakers coming up, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. The problem that they fall into the trap of is that they often seem to make a soundtrack and then build a movie around it. Yeah, 
they get too attached to these songs and stuff, which is, if you love music, you know, you get that way. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it just falls into, oh, well, this is this is iTunes playlist number four. And did you see that pretty, that poster? That I, did I email you that poster of how to make a Michael Sarah movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, th- and this falls into some of that sort of shit too, you know. But yeah. I'm I'm giving it a shot. I, I like it enough to keep watching it. The poster was something to the effect of get Michael Sarah hand write an indie movie poster. Has Michael Sarah <laughs> met a girl yet? If yes, yeah. he talks to that girl. If no, have him meet the girl. Say fuck awkwardly. Indie music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it goes like, has Michael Sarah had sex with the girl? If yes. Indie music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know. Michael Sarah's kind of jumped the shark, I think. Little and bit. I'm, to the point to where I'm not going to go see Youth and Recklessness or whatever the fuck that movie is. I, Youth and Bolt. That's what yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I like him enough. Who knows? We don't need to get onto that though. Uh, okay. Okay. We can roll right into our trailer that we watched, which was the Red Baron. In this economy, we can only watch one trailer. Yeah. Well, and Groove couldn't even watch the whole thing. So. I, I got 20 seconds left. I watched it twice in the time that it took him to watch it once. <laughs> no, I jumped on it because the reason why is when I was a kid, I used to play this game called Red Baron with my dad on uh, on our computer. And it was a flight simulator, and you got to be the Red Baron and shoot down the planes. And it was always really hype because you'd do this, like, you'd like be shooting at a plane, and it would blow up around you as you flew through it and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, man, you know, I- I've always been interested in the Red Baron story, you know, which Red Baron, you know, he was like the Tiger Woods of his day. Yeah. He was Ooh. known all the world over, you know? Um, well, pre-Crash Tiger, maybe. But, okay. Yeah. You know they got a new... Vanity Fair's got a new spread on Tiger. Oh, yeah. Looking real, yeah. Somebody was using it, looking at it in the gym. I went to the gym, man. I went to the gym yesterday. I feel like I'm going to die today. But, uh, yeah, some woman was running on a treadmill looking at this picture of Tiger. I was like, what the fuck is that picture? Because he's all like, he doesn't have a shirt on, and he's looking very broodingly into the camera. Yeah. And uh, and then today I was at the corner store, and I see the Vanity Fair cover and it's him and it's like tiger as you've never seen him or something like that and i i didn't know whether or not it was before or after you know yeah whatever but that's what we were together when you pulled out that walgreens golf digest (laughs) yeah that that went to press too right right as the thing was breaking with him and uh, tips obama could take from tiger woods yeah uh, i don't think obama wants to take any tips from tiger woods but it's guy tiger woods behind him is his caddy as, as Obama's lining up the shot. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Continue. All right, so... Red Baron. Red Baron. I think it looks pretty hype. Well, I... See, my story with Red Baron, not not very much like yours, I enjoyed the pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, Red Baron pizza. That's how I was introduced. The guy on the pizza box doesn't look anything like the Red Baron on there. No, the Red Baron in the movie is a very Aryan fucking Red Baron, <laughs> which... I was probably closer to true to life or whatever. Yeah. But the, well, that the dude, guy like, the pizza box is, that guy instilled. Uh, yeah, well, I think the guy on the pizza box is actually Italian. Yeah, you, you have a pizza box. You got to have an Italian. <laughs> We're making the red bear look at. I was. I wasn't going to say that, but that's what I was thinking. Well, it's the truth. Yeah, but the Red Baron, you know, he like instilled fear into everybody back then. He was, you know, World War One flying ace, yep. um, flying. 
And uh, man, it looks like it looks pretty hype. I don't know. It looks like there's aerial combat scenes. I mean, how how crazy would it be to fly one of those planes? They're made out of like paper mache. And they're made out of paper. They're going. You could like jog faster than them. Yeah, <laughs> you're flying a fucking pinata around. And yeah. people are shooting, like, 80-caliber bullets at you. You know? <laughs> shit's fly- catching on fire and wings are falling off and stuff. Yeah. And- yeah. No parachutes. No, no parachutes. But somehow those guys, a lot of them still lived when they crashed. It's, like, crazy. I don't know. Well, they were, they were good at flying. I well, guess they were so. only going. Like, they're going, like, 40 miles an hour. They're not <laughs> yeah. flying that high in the air. I mean, it's like, you know, you take a bad fall off a, a, a ski jump. Yeah. <laughs> right. Way to trivialize that, Dave. Yeah, um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess, you know, they've made all the World War II movies they can make, so... Well, I, I'm excited about seeing a World War One movie, because I don't know anything about World War One. you no? know? I don't know I very know, much I, about I, it. I know yeah. about the basics, you know? The ba- the fundamentals. Trench warfare, the yeah. introduction of, uh, what, chemical, chemical warfare. warfare. And Franz uh, Ferdinand, yeah. <laughs> Other than that... Oh, and, and Snoopy fought in World War II. <laughs> I mean, World War One. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know anything, you know? Well, yeah. It, so. Whereas I probably won't look at it to learn much, but I will. it may get me hyped to go home and read a little bit about the Red Baron in World War One. I'm excited to see it, too. I'm not, you know, trying to take away from the movie. It looks hype. Yeah. It's like a, another good... Well, I'm know. not thinking I'm going to like... It's not going to be like a documentary for me, but I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of burnt out on World War II because it's just done so much in video games and TV shows. And well, you know, speaking of World War II, though, the Pacific is going to be coming out soon, which is, at best, going to be a poor man's band of brothers. What is that? It's uh, it's a mini-series event Tom Hanks produced and direct. You know, here we go. <laughs> he did Band of Brothers... And uh, now he's doing the Pacific, which is, uh, you know, the Pacific campaign during World War II in a Band of Brothers style. You know, it's not based on any book, I don't think, whereas Band of Brothers was. Yeah, but well, I mean, I'll enjoy epic, that. Episodic stories. Yeah, for sure. No, I'll watch it. It just looks, I mean, it really does look like Band of Brothers in the Pacific, which Band of Brothers is the greatest miniseries event of all time. So, you know, if you're anywhere close to that, then you'll be all right. Yeah. Give your ten bucks to the Haiti Relief Fund for the Red Cross, and make sure you're giving your money to people that aren't gonna, you know, don't give it a Wyclef. Don't give it a Wyclef. Just <laughs> be safe and give it to the Red Cross. They have a pretty good uh, network for getting the money around to where it needs to go. So. Thanks for listening, episode twenty-eight. I only like their old stuff. Kid Rocky up and down the block. This is Groove. It's Jay Hook. Peace out. Seacrest out. Ha, 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 ha.